praise the Lord and thank you, Jesus. Welcome to the Christian Networking Entrepreneurs with Pastor T. Pastor T, take it away. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Pastor T, from New Beginnings Ministries. Christian Networking Entrepreneurs is an outreach of New Beginnings Ministries, and our focus is to showcase emerging entrepreneurs, small business owners, and community leaders. So in showcasing those three genres, we want to welcome you to our show. And today we have a very special guest, but before we get into the guest, I want to give you some updates about things that we have going on with Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. So at this time, Christian Networking Entrepreneurs is currently looking for advisory board members. So if you're interested in being an advisory board member, please contact me. You can email me at info at mynewbeginnings.org, or you can give me a call, area code 216 Four six six three eight zero one, and we also have quarterly networking events so our next quarterly networking event is scheduled for December the 19th and December the 19th our host will be Fowler's Fashions Fashions by Fowler on Shaker Square if you're interested in attending that event please go to Eventbrite put in CNE fourth quarter and register there registration is free our topic for the event will be talking about how to acquire a business loan. So inquiring a business loan or getting finances for your business, that's very important. Our guest for that day will be Michael Elliott, and he will be teaching us different ways on how to acquire business loans. So if you're interested in coming to the face-to-face -face networking event, it's scheduled for December the 19th at 6.30 at Fashions by Fowler on Shaker Square. So we appreciate it if you all would come out and network with us. It's our Christmas gathering. We'll have gifts and tricks and tips and all kind of things to help grow your business for 2020. So we would like to get started with our show for today. And today we have a very special guest. Our guest today is Sonia Lefwich. And Sonia Lefwich is the CEO of JNS Marketing Resources. She also has a nonprofit organization called Colors Community Resources. And Sonia is going to talk to us today about business success for 2020. So if you want to be successful in your business from the for the year 2020, and closing out this fourth quarter with a bang, we're going to listen to all the tips and tricks that Sonya is going to share with us today. So as she comes, I just want to give you all some um, housekeeping. So if you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you can ask questions on Facebook. A lot of times I can't see the questions on the screen, but I'll come back in and I'll go back and answer those questions at a later date. You can always send us an email. She'll be giving her contact information. You can always contact her to get more tips and tricks as we move on. So at this time, I want to introduce my guest, Sonia Lefwich. Sonia, thank you for being a guest thank on the show. Thank you so much. How are you? I'm wonderful. I thank Good. you for coming in and joining us today with um, our viewing audience. 
so I want to say that's your camera right there and we're going to talk to the viewing audience from that point. So Sonia, I know we just getting started and today has been a little hectic this morning <laughs> getting here, but glory be to God, Absolutely. you made it and we pressing on, we pressing on. So at this time, I just want you to take a deep breath and then just introduce yourself to our guests. Just tell them who you are and what you do. Just tell them a little bit about yourself. Okay, I'm Sonia Leftwich. Um, I own JNS Marketing Resources and we're the business behind micro to mid-sized businesses. Uh, we're a one-stop shop in that we develop your business, license it, structure it, uh, develop your marketing plans. Uh, if you need money for the business, uh, we do the funds development piece in assisting you in locating the funding for uh, your endeavor. Um, many people are looking for grant resources. Uh, we do that research as well as the proposal development for responding to the grant request. Uh, we also own the uh, insurance brokerage, so we insure the business. We insure your homes, cars, uh, renter's insurance, uh, personal property, that kind of thing, as well as your business. So. Um, we really, really are geared in creating a sound foundation for new businesses and then helping uh, existing businesses that are struggling in some capacity identify why they're struggling, and then we develop the resolution uh, to help you um, eliminate those uh, types of challenges. Wow, you guys do a lot. It's like everything, a one-stop shop, one kit and caboodle, whatever it is that you need. We didn't can, start out that way. I'm though. sure you didn't, so I'm <laughs> glad that you said that. So not starting off that way, let's get a little bit of background on you. So we like to know the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Because when it comes to business, a lot of people say, oh, I have an idea and I opened up my business on tomorrow. That's not the truth. So we have to go through the ups and downs, the struggles. We have to learn those lessons me and my husband has a saying we say either you earn a lesson or you learn a lesson okay Absolutely. so when you learn a lesson you kind of go through it you can read it in a book and you apply it. but when you earn a lesson <laughs> when you earn a lesson you've earned it with blood sweat and tears you've earned a lesson with sleepless nights you've earned a lesson when you've lost some money along the way so tell us a little bit about Sonya your background and how you've earned and learned these lessons to be where you are today in business Gotcha. I started out as a um, executive assistant for all the Big Ten firms. So I was shared among Deloitte and Touche, PricewaterhouseCoopers, which wasn't PricewaterhouseCoopers back then. It was just Pricewaterhouse. Uh -huh. um, Ernst and Young, Ernst and Winnie prior to Ernst and Young. So working uh, in an executive assistant capacity, I actually supported uh, the partners of the firm, which were the owners. And um, you learn a lot about consulting. Um, I worked in various consulting groups. And then one day, uh, a lady in HR at one of the Big Ten firms, uh, she slid me a card. And she said that uh, I should give this company a call. And I wondered why. And she said, well, you can't be an executive assistant forever. And back then, I didn't really get it. My okay. dad always said, uh, if you earn $1,000 for every year you're alive, you're not doing so great. But at 25, I was earning $27,500 a year, so I thought I was doing the most. But uh, <laughs> end up, I made the call, and I end up going into information technology, so I became an IT consultant. Um, I then uh, traveled the turnpike installing uh, the computers on the turnpike from here to uh, Canada. Mm -hmm. And so um, I worked as a consultant for many years, 
And then uh, from there, I went into construction engineering for several years uh, and started supporting small construction contractors uh, because they're good at their craft, but they weren't so good at business. Yeah. So I took over many of those organizations' uh, business functionality so that they could be successful. I tied them into um, certifications with the state, the federal government, uh, that kind of thing, so that they were guaranteed more business. And um, I figure probably 25, 30 years of working for um, – corporate America, um, and also I did forget, um, I worked in law firms okay. uh, for several years, so that gave me the uh, legal background yeah. that I use a lot of now, but um, it was that type of experience, uh, just moving, uh, you know, every few years into different industries and that kind of thing, learning how they function, and that, that actually prepared me for where I am today. Awesome. That is good. You said so many good nuggets that I want to go back and backtrack on. But one of the things that my viewing audience, I think, needs to have an understanding of, how people can be very good at their craft, but not really understand the business aspect of it. So give us some tips and tricks, or let's talk about that. So I can bake cakes really good. Everybody loves my cakes. You know, every time I bake a cake, somebody wants it. I can cut it up and slice it and sell it. But as soon as I sell that cake, I go and buy me some new shoes. So then it's time to make another cake, and I don't have the tools, the goods, to bake that cake. So then I want you to pay for the cake up front. And then I'll produce the cake later. So let's talk about people being good at their craft, but not really understanding the business piece of it. Gotcha. It's all about the team. Most of us, uh, when we're starting out, we don't have the revenue to pay a staff. Um, so we don't know anything about an external team. For instance, my company, we are the external team. So while you're doing things that align with your talent, we're taking care of the rest of your business with our talent. And so, as she said, baking the cake, she just bakes cakes. But she hasn't thought about the risk involved in that business. Someone could get poisoned. She could have a recall on flour, sugar, any of her ingredients, and now have to deal with that because she sold the cake. Wow. Um, she has the issue of, okay, someone's suing now because they got sick on the cake. And she doesn't have the proper amount of general liability coverage. Um, to actually fight the lawsuit. The lawsuit or the um, general liability insurance should be covering the legal fees right. um, when you're being sued. Uh, she also, in, in this happening, she's going to lose some money. So she hasn't banked on losing any money. She didn't incorporate the formula for loss into her projections. So she's really losing. Yes. She, she didn't have the money set aside. Um, those types of things are what makes it very important to surround yourself <coughs> excuse me with the right team remember when you start out it doesn't it doesn't matter that the team is internal you don't want everybody internal you don't want to uh, rely upon friendships and family and that kind of thing you need real players real team members very knowledgeable people who can run and make things happen for you. 
That is so true. So when you're talking about that, the whole team piece. So a lot of times when you first start off in business, you are the team. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And then you have to get the skill sets that you know and develop relationship with people that have strengths in your weak areas because we all have weak areas, right? Yep. So in building that team, how do I vet somebody that's going to be on my team? How do I even figure out what I don't know. How do I come up with a list of these are the skill sets that somebody needs to come to the table with to help me grow and develop this business so it can be successful? It just happens to uh, be my blessing is that I just know about any kind of business. I know about the industry, whatever kind of business Amen. it is. Amen. Um, it's what God gave me that I fought for so long. I wanted to do everything but do what he would have me do and do well. Um, it's very important that uh, you utilize resources that are in place. Like when you talk about professional people, um, we all have licenses, whether you're a doctor, lawyer, insurance uh, agent, uh, insurance broker, um, there's a license requirement so you can always rely on the branch of government that issues that license uh, to actually provide information the IRS provides tons of information on CPAs right. uh, accountants uh, that kind of thing most people don't think to go to the IRS uh, to verify uh, those types of roles. Mm -hmm. Department of Insurance, we get licensing from there for insurance. Uh, for the attorneys, you have the Bar Association. Um, they keep record of any complaints, uh, any issues. You didn't renew your license on time. Your license expired in this particular year. Everything is documented there. Keeping in mind that um, when you someone says that they're in business now right, this is uh -huh. a real issue in Cleveland everybody's in business Ooh, tell it tell it everybody and and I I don't really understand but <laughs> and got a business card yeah and next week they have new business but we'll talk yeah. about that next okay you know so everybody's got a business in Cleveland most often not structured properly don't have the licensing not even an office somewhere they're mm -hmm. working out of their home which more than not until you get to the point where the business actually has some monthly responsibilities, mm -hmm. you're more of a hobby. You, you're not a business yet. Yeah. You're, you're working towards something, yeah. but you're not there yet. So it's, it's very important that you be mindful of planning the business because the plan actually allows you to work within parameters that are protective yes, in a sense yes. for yourself for the operation as well as for your financial situation yeah that's good and you brought up a very good point right there so the hobby i'll call it a hustle right yes and, and ideally you do want to have the hustle first right because you say okay i think i'm gonna sell these cakes and Absolutely. then you go out and get a brick and mortar and you're not selling any cakes and then you're taking your money out your pocket to pay the lights the gas the rent and all that stuff so yeah i believe that in the beginning it does need to be a hobby yes. it does need to be a hustle but once you see the hustle is to the point <coughs> where you need to make it legit and then make it a business then you need to take those necessary steps and start making that hustle a business yes. but let's finish up on the team part and then we're gonna go to the next question so with the team part understanding that when you're gonna get people on your team you do want to vet them to some degree I'm the type of person I love to give people an opportunity so if you tell me you're doing something I'm going to give you an opportunity to try to do that right and sometimes I'm just going to go with my gut 
gut, go with my spirit. Other times I'm going to do the research. I'm going to find out about you. I'm going to call your um, your resources. I'm going to call your references and That's see what right. they have to say about you, you know. But it's very important when you're building a business to build a strong team around you. So people around you will have strengths in the areas that you're weak, and then you can be a real-rounded individual. So, Sonia, we're going to take a little break, and I want you to tell them who you are and how to contact you. And we're going to do this at least three times today. So awesome. tell them your contact information because you're going to give them some good stuff and they're going to want to call you. And one little point I did forget to make. Okay. Always go to the Ohio Secretary of State's website and look up the business. See okay. how long they've been in business. Are they registered? Who actually completed the paperwork for right. them? Right, okay. What address were they operating from at that time? Mm -hmm. You want to look at that information. My name again is Sonia Leftwich. Um, the business is JNS Marketing Resources and Colors Community Resources. Um, our office number is 440-497-0454. And I don't know what I'm doing, but you can call me on my cell, 216-322-5131. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So we're just going to keep it moving because this hour goes so fast. So one of the questions is you already kind of alluded to it. You know, people, everybody got a card. Everybody's popping up with a business. So what's your take on that? I mean, it's, and then I find it to be, I call them serial entrepreneurs. You know, today I'm selling real estate. And you come back next week, okay, this week I'm doing ACN. Then you come back, with, oh, next week I got a landscaping video. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What are you doing? What is really happening here? What's your take on all these pop-up businesses everywhere um in a sense that's how we became a one-stop shop okay um we would do our part and then direct you to another provider for a service and then they not charge you appropriately not provide the service that you need you end up back in my office mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i finally end up having to fight for you to get refunds and the right product or service that you should have gotten so I just figured it's just easier to do it. So right now, these Google business uh, owners, which you're going online and you're reading a little bit and now you're a superstar um, and you're going out and you're charging people money for things and you're not exactly producing, um, you should be very careful um, because we do have a good attorney general's office here where if someone takes money from you and doesn't provide uh, what you were to receive, the Ohio Attorney General will fight that battle for you okay. in recouping dollars for you. Okay. Um, additionally, um, <clears throat> the way you start is the way it will be. So if you start out messy and sloppy and half doing things, that's the reputation you're building. And people are quick here uh, in Cleveland to pass the bad word. The good words uh, we don't hear so frequently. But we pass bad words here in Cleveland on various businesses and individuals involved very quickly uh, without any education on the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you really, really want to work with somebody, go and, you know, I do a lot of consulting. So people come to me saying what they're starting, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I tell them, these are your steps. I order your steps for you. Amen. This is what you need to be doing. Uh, that kind of thing. And, you know, it's it's really strange. I have a client right now who uh, just refuses 
to follow instructions. And so <laughs> I'm now pushing him off the cliff. Okay, you wanted to dive off the cliff. Okay, I'm going to push you off the cliff. So when you, when you do that, uh, they think that they're doing well, but you don't want to put yourself, your business before people before you're ready. ready. That is so true. The Bible <sighs> says before you start any endeavor to count the cost. Absolutely. So we have to count the cost. We have to do our due diligence. It's your responsibility to do the research to make sure you're ready to present yourself to the world. It's, your, it's not somebody else's responsibility. Yes, you can go to Sonia and she can do, give you some consulting, but the bottom line, it is your responsibility to do your due diligence to be ready for the world as it relates to your business. And with that being said, what kind of business behaviors do you think businesses need to be conducting themselves in to be successful in 2020? Uh, it's really important that you have a good team. Okay. Um, it all goes back to that, that team. Because we all have talents in a particular lane. Mm -hmm. So if we stay in our lane and we put the talents that can cover those other lanes in place, then someone has our back, so to speak, and will actually clear the runway for us um, without us crashing the car. Yeah. Um, yes. So I think it's really important that you know, number one, as Teresa said, you know, do your, your research, but you have to talk to people who, uh, are, are versed in that, uh, industry. And there's a big problem with who is actually, uh, delivering the message. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a big issue about that here in Cleveland. So, you know, when you, when, when God pushes the person to you or directs you to the person, um, it's not about uh, what they're wearing. It's not about what they're driving. It's not about, oh, they don't live in Solon. It's about their knowledge yes. and their capacity to support what you're doing. Yeah. Um, be careful about uh, listening to people who, oh, I want to help you. Most More than not, unfortunately, people don't really want to help for the right reasons. They're helping because they want access to what you have. Mm. So the information, the paperwork, you've already done it. You know, so it's easier for them to come in and misguide you and have access to you, your paperwork, uh, your processes. And then the next thing you know, now you've created the competitor. Yeah, and then on that note, when it comes to that, you know, it's like, it's a catch-22, yes, right? Yes, it is. So it's a catch-22 when it comes to somebody coming along helping you and you sharing certain things. My passion, I'm passionate about it. You can never do it the way that I'm going to do it because it's not really your passion. Right. So if somebody comes in and kind of takes something from you or try to duplicate something you're doing, a lot of times it won't be successful because it's not their dream. It's not their passion. They've come in and tried to steal your dream, tried to steal your passion. <coughs> and then if it's something that you're starting to do as you're looking for team players, I believe that you have to be what you're looking for. Absolutely. So sometimes you have to join somebody else's team. Right. And be on their team to do exactly what you said, Sonia. Learn those processes. That's right. Learn those procedures and then see what you're going to tweak and how you're going to make it different and how it's going to fit with what you do. So you just can't jump out there overnight and be this successful business person. Basically, what I hear you saying, it takes time. It does. And you can't attend. I, I, I host so many different workshops. You cannot come into a workshop and then the next thing you know, you're you're leading a mastermind group <laughs> on this particular topic. 
my knowledge and experiences come for working for for corporate america for years so when i say i know it i know it yeah. and so i've got tons of people coming to the workshops and now they're out charging people for what they came to learn but they don't understand when you go to a workshop it's not giving you all the dirty little secrets it is just enough in that short period mm -hmm, of time mm -hmm. to get you going uh, assuming that you're trying to utilize what you're learning for yourself, not go out and teach it to someone else, yeah. you know? So there's a lot of that that goes on. Mm -hmm. Folks taking um, copywritten information, trying to make it their own, standing before people, uh, charging them money, and then standing before them and then can't answer the questions. So for those of you who've done that in 2019, you can count on, I'm going to show up at some point and I'm going to be the naysayer in the room that asks the questions that I know you can't answer you know just to teach you a lesson because it's really really uh unfair to really cheat someone you know to charge someone and you not have all the information you know a uh, 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 big uh situation now is everyone's looking to get a nonprofit. Uh, a 501c3 they don't even know what to do with a 501c3 mm -hmm. so they go out though and someone tells them oh I can get that for you um, <clears throat> it's going to cost X amount of money and somehow they're always given the money never produce the 501c3 and then disappear and then that client now shows up to me saying they got ripped off and I guess I'm supposed to obtain the 501c3 for free I guess <laughs> you know so you don't put your money out there and you can't focus on cost all the time. Yeah. You have to look at what you're receiving for the money. Understand though, even professionals, even going to an attorney, there are attorneys that don't have a clue because attorneys don't do the work in the legal industry. Mm -hmm. Paralegals do. do so attorneys, you go to an attorney to get a particular type of uh, business established and they advise you incorrectly uh, on which structure is best because they don't know the industry. They don't know the tax implications. They don't know how the tax laws are changing in the next uh, year to three years, that kind of thing. Okay. So um, it's very important. And yes, we do the personal taxes, business taxes and all that. Um, so we're well aware of how the, what the industry is going to demand from your business mm -hmm. and how to protect you, your business and your family. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So you said so many things. My mind is like, Poo! but okay, we're going to get to the structure, the LLC, gotcha. the S Corp, the C Corp and all that stuff. But before we get to the structure, let's talk about those workshops and the people coming to the workshops and then putting a sign out. Okay. I'm a coach. I can yeah. do what it is that I just learned. In, I can do tomorrow what I just learned in this workshop yesterday, right? And today I'm getting everything <laughs> together. But with that, what I find is, you know, is one thing about the theory of a thing. Right. We can all read a book. We live in the information age. Information is readily available. Absolutely. We go to our phone. We say, Prophet Google, what about XYZ? And boom, we know everything about XYZ. But what you're saying, Sonia, is the whole practicality of it. So I can know the theory all day long but until I've acted, actually practiced that thing I really don't know the ins and outs I really don't know the hiccups I really don't know what could happen or what is supposed to happen or how it's supposed to be processed so that that's a good point to know just because you've taken a workshop don't mean that you're ready to teach this thing 
And just because somebody has taken a road job and now I'm a coach, now I'm a business coach and I've never owned a business. I'm a life coach and my life is jacked up. <laughs> I'm a marriage coach and I've been divorced 15 times. You know what I'm saying? It's like we just have to do our due diligence before we allow people to us to hand some things over. And everybody has good advice, you know, to a certain degree. But if I am looking for some help, I want somebody who is well versed in that area. So now we're going to skip to the structure. So I'm starting a business and I'm not sure if I should be an LLC. I'm not sure if I could, should be a C Corp or an S Corp. First define what those three things are to my viewing audience and then give us some examples of what kind of business will fall better in each category. Um, the LLC is a limited liability company. It is not a limited liability corporation. It only provides you limited liability up to $200,000 if you are sued. Um, <clears throat> and that is only if your product or service has not permanently injured someone or killed someone. Uh, the limits of the liability will stop at $200,000, meaning the person suing can only get up to $200,000. But if your product or service permanently injured the person or killed them, then that limit of $200,000 goes out of the window. Null and void. Yeah. Okay. Now we're coming okay. after your personal assets. We're suing you for a million dollars. We're going to take that $200,000. We're going to shut you down. We're then going to come over to your personal assets. We're going to make you liquidate. You're going to sell the house. We're going to empty your bank accounts. You're going to sell the cars until we get our million dollars. Mm. Um, and remember, back in the day, bankruptcy used to protect you. Right. Now the bankruptcy law is very simple. If you have the money, you must pay. Okay. So so they kind of restructure your debt now with bankruptcy. It doesn't wipe it away. It, well, if you don't have the money, okay. yes, it will wipe okay. it away. Okay. But if you, but if you money, have the money, then they're going to make you pay. Okay. And then limited liability company, not limited liability corporation. Correct. Okay. Now, whenever a corporation is formed, it is automatically a C corporation. Um, until you request to the IRS that you be recognized as an S corp, you will be a C-Corp. The C-Corps are the corporations you see on the stock exchange. Um, the C-Corp is a uh, corporate entity that pays double taxes. Mm. The S-Corp is uh, a single tax entity and actually does not, um, the payment of taxes um, only becomes due when money is put in someone's pocket. Okay. So if you are just operating the day-to-day -day business, you're not taking a salary, you're not putting money in your pocket, that kind of thing, <coughs> excuse me, you're not being taxed. Even your LLC can be viewed as an S-Corp. Most people don't know that. Most people are uh, following the Google. Okay. Uh, Google, everywhere you look, everybody's advertising for you to be an LLC. But you can't make that decision without looking at what does the business really do? How much risk of injury, death, that kind of thing mm -hmm. is, in, is going to be involved in that business. The more risk that's involved, the better protection you need. You are not, your personal assets and business assets are not separated by an LLC. Okay. Okay, let's be clear. Everybody, but that's what everybody, everybody thinks. thinks. Yeah. That is not the case. Yeah. The only way to separate your personal assets from the business is through incorporating. Okay. Period. All right. So definitely understand those things. Now, some people create partnerships. Most law firms, 
their partnerships. So each partner has put in an equal amount of money and they take an equal amount of the debt. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it's an, a limited liability partnership or it's a limited partnership. So it's an LP or it's an LLP. Um, that structure, what it does is take your percentage of the partnership debt and revenue income and you're responsible for it on okay. your personal taxes. So it works for the law. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. It works for the law firms because of how much money they get in. Right. And I was just thinking that I'm like, okay, for some people, a limited liability is not even worth it if you have in a risky business. Mm -hmm. But if you have a business that's less risky, even with the limited liability company, you'll funnel it through your personal tax returns anyway. So it's not two separate tax returns. You should not, but okay. that's what they want you okay. to do. Okay. The you you don't want uh, to mix your business and personal on the same tax return. Okay, don't It's do just that. not a good practice. Okay. Uh, though they want you to do that because you don't know any better, but you figure the IRS is like any other business. It is broken down into departments mm -hmm. and specialty. So <clears throat> when you put your business, your LLC, you file the taxes on your 1040 form, your personal tax mm -hmm. form, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's one thing if it really hasn't made any money, that kind of thing. You're still working a job, job, full time. Right. That's where most of your revenue is coming from. It's not a big deal at that point. Okay. Um, but let's just say hypothetically you're married. You all own some real estate. Uh, the kids are in private school. You've got a little hustle that you're claiming. Uh -huh. That kind of thing. You want to separate um, that, <clears throat> excuse me, all that your you want to keep personal personal business and, business, and keep business, business business and the way to do that is to request to be recognized as an s corp by uh, the irs now let me just share with you if you don't know anything about business and business structures you shouldn't be setting up your own llc's every time i talk to somebody i go okay so you registered with ohio secretary of state they said yes i said how many members they don't realize that it's a member's organization. <laughs> you have your employer identification number. You have your EIN. Yes. You have your operating agreement. Uh, no. Okay. Well, you're, <coughs> excuse me, you're required to have those things. And everyone is so quick to want to open a bank account. The banks now are cracking down on you bringing in the correct information. So a copy of the charter, which is the license that you receive from Ohio Secretary of State, which allows you to do business in Ohio. Right. They're looking for that. They're looking for Form SS4, which is uh, your EIN number mm -hmm. form, and they're looking for the operating agreement, which tells them you know, how many shareholders or how many members and how the percentages break down, where are you operating from, what is the true mission, what happens if you pass or um, you want to sell a portion of the mm -hmm, company. Mm -hmm. The operating agreement identifies all the ins and outs of that business. So if you don't have that, um, <clears throat> you figure everyone makes a decision based on money typically. Yeah. They, oh, I can do this myself. Yeah. No, you, you probably you can't. can't. You probably can't. So <clears throat> is there, there is a difference between the charter and the operating agreement, or is yes, it the same? It's, it's two, diff two, two different, different entities. Okay. The license you get from Ohio Secretary of State when you register your business, the paper that they send you saying that you've been approved to do, do business in Ohio, that's the charter. That's the charter, okay. <clears throat> 
So with the charter and then the operating agreement is how things are going to operate. And if <coughs> some foreseen things happen, how it's going to be dispersed or exactly. something like that. All right. So that's good. So I hope you guys are learning something today because I sure am. And the shareholder agreement is uh, basically the operating agreement for the corporations. So the operating agreement is for the LLCs. And then the shareholder agreements are for the corporations. Okay, that's good to know. So operating agreement for limited liability company, not corporation. Correct. And S Corp and C Corp has shareholder agreements. Correct. Yeah, and all of that paperwork has to be done. To me, it's even like, even if you don't think that you're there yet, when you're building that foundation, build that foundation as if you're going to be a Fortune 500 company. <coughs> so you want to have all your I's dotted. You want to have all your T's crossed. And as you grow into what you want to be, I always tell people, think about what I want to be when I grow up as a business, right? So it's not like I'm a little kid. Oh, when I grow up, I want to be a hairstylist, you know? So as your business, yes, you're starting off now. You're in the infancy stages of your business. But as it relates to your paperwork, you need to do paperwork as if when you grow up what you want to be. And we are now offering mentoring. Good. Uh, we started this summer, uh, people asking us to mentor them and that kind of thing. So we now offer the mentoring and you basically stay with us. Even when we're not mentoring you, you're still staying with us because our goal is to make sure that you're successful. So, you know, we understand, <coughs> excuse me, that your uh, financial resources are limited when you start out. Most all of our clients are on payment plans. Okay. And um, we work with you. Um, we're, we know, you know, a particular thing, this is going to cost you four or $5,000. We know that you don't have four or $5,000 typically to just throw at it. So what we do is actually uh, look at what you're going to need over the period of time and then uh, break, out, break it out into phases. Awesome. So that you can afford it. There's nothing you can't afford. When you need to uh, sit down and talk with someone to make sure that you're aligning that dream the right way, mm -hmm. you can afford to come talk to me. Mm -hmm. You can't afford not to because typically what's going to happen, uh, if you run into some challenges, somebody's going to direct you probably to me anyway here locally in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're having trouble uh, getting things together or you just don't know where to find different resources, uh, feel free to schedule an appointment. Yes, there usually is a consulting fee. Yes, I give you 30 minutes for free. And if we can get it done in 30, fine. Outside of that, we'll determine what your needs are and we'll work around your budget. Awesome, awesome. <clears throat> that's good. So that's a good place to give your information again. Give oh, your contact information uh, again. Sonia Leftwich, JNS Marketing Resources and Colors Community Resources. Uh, phone number for the office, 440-497-0454. The cell phone number is 216-322-5131. And uh, our offices are located at 25,000 Euclid Avenue, Suite 205, Euclid, Ohio, 44117. We're right next door to uh, Mitchell's uh, Lounge. Awesome, awesome sauce. That's amazing. So with everything that you said, I'm thinking about a building, right? So if you were to build a building and you were to build a two-story building, the foundation only had to be so deep. Because I'm only going up two stories, right? But if I'm planning to build a 10-story building, I really need a, a firmer foundation. So that goes back to the hub 
hustle, the hobby, or the real business. So when you grow up as a business, what do you want to be? So if you want to be this 10-story building, then that foundation needs to be built for a 10-story building. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, if you if you're not managing the construction of that project and what you thought was going to be a two-story building, you weren't managing it and you left and you came back and now you're at 10 stories. So you weren't prepared for that growth. Mm -hmm. That can be as devastating as not growing at all. At all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to p prepare for the growth. Um, you have to prepare to succeed. Period. Yes, yes. You know, uh, things are changing so rapidly. I think the, the biggest downfall right now with uh, small businesses is that they are not uh, reassessing uh, their operation as frequently as they need to. They do. I remember back in the day, we used to do a um, three to five strategic plan, three yep. to five, five year, year strategic plan. Now that's almost unheard of <laughs> because in three to five years, technology has changed so, so much. much. The yeah. way people do things have changed so much. So we just had a strategic plan done for our church and it was like from six months to a year. Yes. And then you come back yeah. and you reassess it. Yeah, we do have a, a three-year strategic plan, but within that plan, everything is fluid. Yes. Everything is fluid. There's nothing that's etched in stone. You're going to do it like this because things are changing all the time. And on that note, I just want to bring up another thing after we have talked about the structure of setting up your business. Why is it or is it important for a for-profit business to have a nonprofit piece? Um, actually, every for-profit has a non-profit piece. They just aren't aware of it. And for those businesses that um, are serving the community, you know, a lot of for-profits are serving the community also, just as non-profits are, just in a different capacity. <coughs> Excuse me. There's a misconception uh, that non-profits don't make money. Non-profits make more money than for-profits ever will. Uh, and our country was built on the backs of nonprofits uh, because the nonprofit has so many uh, different means of gaining revenue, uh, not just from charging people for the product or service, but they also have uh, the ability to get grant funds from individuals, donations from individuals. Uh, they can get uh, grant funds from corporations. They can get uh, all types of... Um, in-kind donations where, uh, you know, folks are donating uh, different things that they need, tangible goods. <coughs> Excuse me. And so with that, um, you know, there's a lot, you got five income streams for the nonprofit and the for-profit only has uh, the product or service that it's selling. Um, the biggest difference between the nonprofit and the for-profit is the nonprofit can't take the profits and put it in anyone's pocket uh, if there is a profit. Um, if there's no profit, then there's no issue. Um, but the one thing I'm seeing is people are not preparing properly to go into business. So here they need these buildings, they're opening daycares, they're doing all these different things, and they don't have the revenue for it nor do they want to get in a lot of debt uh, right off. So they're looking for grant money. Now I want you to just think about something. 
if a nonprofit serves the community at large, what would be the benefit of giving for-profits grant money? And, and that, to me, the whole grant piece mm -hmm. is just misconstrued. Yes, it is. People has a, have a, a whole different mindset or a, 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 a sh not a clear picture of what grants do and how they work. So let's pause and go back. Okay. So you talked about the nonprofits. And let's talk about the various nonprofits that are out there. So in my mind, there's social. Mm -hmm. So I call them social entrepreneurs. You're an entrepreneur, you're dealing with a social cause, but you're a nonprofit, right? right. Then there's civic. You're a civic entrepreneur, you're dealing with a civic <coughs> cause, but it's still a nonprofit. And then you have the faith, faith base. Right. Because I tell people all the time, church is a nonprofit, but it's, it's business, business all day long. So then you have the faith-based entrepreneurs, that's churches and ministries and things of that nature. So now let's get back with it. So is grants available to nonprofits, but not for-profits? There are form. grants available to for-profits, but their form is different. Okay. Whereas the grant for the nonprofit is not something that they have to pay back. Okay. Often there are grants for new businesses, you know, that support you in your startup phase. Okay. Phases. Mm -hmm. uh, so there might be grants for, uh, like the city was providing grants a few years back uh, for job creation. <coughs> so if you um, actually hire mm -hmm. someone, putting them on a W-2, <coughs> excuse me, the city was giving you a little support with that because they understood that to put someone on a W-2, you had to pay the quarterly employment taxes as well as match the Social Security and Medicare taxes out of your own pocket. I, so think, you, I, mm -hmm, I think I remember hearing that about the city and what yeah. they were doing, that if you hired one person, yeah. you was going to hire them for a year, they was going to give you, it, it starts off as a loan, right? Yeah. So they give you this loan that will turn into a grant right. because you've hired this person, you've given somebody a job, so you've helped with the city's economic development, and if you help with the economic development, that loan flips and now it's a grant and you don't have to pay it back. And those are what typically people call uh, forgiven loans okay. or forgiveness okay. loans. And when you say that to somebody, they immediately, oh, I don't want a loan. Why not? If it's if you have to do certain things in order for it to be forgiven, yes. just do those things. Do those things. Do what they've asked you to do. And another thing, so even with the, the grants, whether it's a, a for-profit or a non-profit, the criteria is very particular. Yes, it is. So it's a particular criteria. So they want you to spend the money on certain things. They want you to Absolutely. spend the money a certain way. And then there's bookkeeping involved. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's the it used to be you only report it one time per year on the <coughs> forgive me. That's okay. Yeah, so now you me. have to record report quarterly. Yes. So every three months they check in and knock 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 where that money at? Knock knock knock. What, what have you, you doing spent? How far are you from reaching your goal? That's what they're looking at now. And Grants now are looking for collaborative relationships yes. when they fund you. They're not looking to give just you the money. They mm -hmm. want to see a team of organizations working together. Again, getting in your lane of specialty and being successful that way. Mm -hmm. They've given enough funding over the years to people who haven't produced anything that they said they were going to. So now it's a little bit more difficult for us now where they're looking for us to say hey we're working with ABC agency who's going to be taking care of this and we're working with this agency that's going to be taking care of that and we are collaboratively 
applying for these spots. That's true because they, if it's already somebody <coughs> that's doing that particular work, I find that they're not they don't want to fund that. If somebody is already giving away school supplies to the children, they want you to partner with them and let them do the school supply and you do the after school tutoring. And then you can say this is a resource for the school supply, we're a resource for the after school tutoring and this is a resource for transportation. Absolutely. This is where you can get your bus ticket so you can get back and forth to school Absolutely. instead of you trying to do the back Pack, the schools, the reason, and all, all exactly. of them. Yeah. And I think one thing that uh, probably at the beginning of this uh, interview I should have said, mm -hmm. the one thing that is extremely important is there are too many of you getting in business because you're in love with the business. It's not about you. It's about who you're serving. Yeah. So you have to think about your who who is your client base? Who is the target market for you? What is what do they look like? Where do they reside? How will they get to you? You know, that kind of thing. You can't just pop up because, oh, I just want to do a particular thing and think that you're going to be successful. You have to consider who needs it. That's a good point because when you're figuring out your target market, you can say, okay, I think they need A, B, C, X, Y, Z. But if I haven't pulled them, if I haven't did a survey to find out what exactly what it is that they need, I can create a business that nobody really needs. It's just what I think they need. Right. So when you do have a target market, when you do have a certain clientele that you're working with, you want to say, okay, what do y'all need from me? We find that in the ministry a lot you know okay. so we're in the ministry my husband and I we pastor and at the church we'll say oh we should do this for the community but no we need to find out for the community what is it that they need because exactly. we've been thinking we're a non-profit we've been thinking about a for-profit piece so it's the other way around right and it's like okay we're surveying the land we're asking people what do you think is needed in this community so one of the things that we're hearing they need a laundromat in that community gotcha. I'm like okay that's something to think about is Absolutely. that something that we can look into investing in or or something like that. So when you're going for that market, you need to find out what they need, not what you think they need. Exactly. Yeah. And you don't get in business for yourself. It, no matter if you're for-profit or non-profit, it has to be about you serving the client. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. So if you're not serving the client, you won't have any business. You right. won't You won't be successful, you know? So it's really important. Another um, challenge is that for those folks that um, you have a lot of people who, for instance, the daycare providers. Daycare providers, you've been on my phone for two weeks and I am completely confused and you're all calling for the same reason. You want some grant money. I can't understand why you're setting up the daycares as a for-profit when there's a gazillion dollars, there's billions of dollars sitting there for early childhood education. Why not make the daycare a nonprofit? Then some of those money challenges go away. Uh, it allows you to also help your staff with, you know, getting, uh, furthering their education to benefit your daycare so that your step up to quality numbers mm -hmm, go up, mm -hmm. you know, and then maybe the for-profit piece um, be uh, the after school program, before school program. You separate it. You don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, you have to plan the business and then you'll be able to see it in segments. 
from there you'll know this belongs here this belongs here and then get a full uh view of you know what the opportunities are what the challenges are and where to actually begin uh where you'll almost instantly start generating revenue. And that's good because sometimes you can't see it all the way through and you can't think it all the way through. You need somebody like Sonia to sit down and help you um, ask the right questions, right? So ask the right questions, help us to figure out what way we need to go. Wow, I cannot believe this time has went that fast. We only got like five minutes to go. So with the five minutes to go, I want you to share anything with the viewing audience that you want them to take away from this succession. How can they be successful in business for 2020? Um, I think uh, in the, in the uh, last uh, month or so of this year, look at... Uh, your tax situation. How much money did you make? Um, did you keep good records? We also offer accounting and bookkeeping services and tax services and all that. <clears throat> if you're trying to maintain all that yourself um, and it's cumbersome to you, you may want to give us a call about that. Um, look at how you did this this year, how well or, or, or how badly you did this year and figure out what your goals are. Set the goals for 2020 and then come to an external team like us and we'll then show you how to reach those goals. We'll also stay with you uh, to make sure you're reaching those goals. Um, also, uh, surround yourself with people that are like you. Yes. Um, people who have uh, the positive energy you need. Yes. Even though our family and our friends are our family and our friends, many times there is a uh, a jealousy or uh, uh, a negative uh, impact that comes from them. And whether we say, oh, I'm not paying them any attention or whatever, whatever you hear, it does go in your spirit. So control what goes in your spirit. Amen. Stay away from the naysayers. Stay away from those who uh, don't boost you, mm -hmm. don't lift you, don't yes. elevate you. They're tearing you up. Like me, it may seem like I'm tearing you up when you come in, but what I'm doing is dismantling your business so you can understand where the gaps and the holes are mm -hmm. so that we can work on fixing it. You know what I mean? I don't want you to go out there, you know, half-cocked and, and missing everything. I want to make you whole, and then you can stand on your own. That's awesome. That's amazing. So give us your contact information for one final time. Do you have any workshops coming up? I do. Okay. We have uh, in December, we have the group home workshop coming up. We actually teach you to develop uh, residential care facilities and other types of uh, group homes. Uh, we also have uh, the nonprofit business training coming up. And then um, December 9th, I will participate in a work force development conversation with uh, the folks in Cuyahoga County that make decisions so that we can try to change workforce development training to something that benefits the participant, whether you get hired by an employer or you need to do this thing on your own. Um, my phone number again for uh, JNS Marketing Resources and Colors, 440 uh, 440- 497-0454. My cell phone number is 216-322-5131. Um, I am actually looking for new board members for Colors Community Resources, and our mission is to bridge divides. We do it through hunger relief, housing and employment assistance, entrepreneurship, 
uh, youth programming and education. The last two years, our focus has been on housing. We have a housing problem here in Cuyahoga, and hopefully I'll get to come back at some time soon so that I can talk more about what's going on with our real estate market here, uh, the trouble that's happening right now with the eastern suburbs blocking out different types of housing. Um, and that kind of thing. Redesign the red line. Go Absolutely. Ahead, yes. So it's so Absolutely. much, as you can see, Sonia <laughs> is a wealth of knowledge. You see why she just had to come on Christian Networking Entrepreneurs and share some of her um, knowledge. And we will definitely have you back in the near future. We definitely thank will. So thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you learned something today. I know I sure did. I am Pastor T of New Beginnings Ministries. Christian Networking Entrepreneurs is an outreach of New Beginnings Ministries. Our next face-to-face -face networking event is scheduled for December the 19th at 6.30 p.m. at Fashions by Fowler on Shaker Square. Our gracious host is Renee and Tracy Fowler. We hope to see you then. Go on Eventbrite and register for Christian Networking Entrepreneurs. Because remember, if you don't network, you don't work. Thanks for tuning in.